a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. Hello everyone, uh, my name is Johnny Burstow and I'm a reporter at Energy Live News, so welcome to this podcast. Uh, today I'll be talking to Pavan Jutla from Multiplex uh, and she is one of the speakers at Energy Live Expo, which is taking place on the 5th of November at the QE2 Centre in London. Our theme this year is climate change and that's something Pavan will be touching on in this podcast. So uh, please, Pavan, could you introduce yourself and your company? Thank you, Johnny. Uh, yeah, my name is Pavan Jutla. I am a sustainability manager at Multiplex Construction Europe. Multiplex is a global construction platform. The business was established in 1999 and we have projects across London and Scotland. Okay, great. And uh, could you please give a quick introduction into the climate change issue and an overview of you know, why you're coming along to Expo? Yep. Well, so governments and businesses and also societies are starting to recognise that climate change process is happening now. And so we all must act quickly. Um, a couple of years ago, the IPCC announced that the world must limit global temperature rise to two degrees to avoid the dangerous impacts of climate change. And recently, they have updated this target to 1.5 degrees. Now, this in itself is an indication that we simply are not doing enough to combat climate change. Uh, in the meantime, the UK government set the net zero emissions law. That essentially means it's a legal requirement to cut 100% of emissions. So if we have any hope in achieving this, industries must take action to decarbonize. The built environment represents around 40% of the global carbon footprint. I think the UK construction industry is becoming increasingly attuned to its impact on the national and global carbon footprint. And so more companies are becoming conscious of reducing their emissions. However, while some are acting upon this, there does still remain a significant proportion of the industry who is looking for the clear business drivers that will enable them to start reducing their footprint. Now, as a construction company, Multiplex has a responsibility to minimise its footprint and also support others in our supply chain and our clients to do so too. So that's why the Expo is important to us. So what has Multiplex's carbon journey been like uh, up to this point so far? So over the past few years, we've actually been on quite a journey to strengthen our carbon targets and also accelerate our carbon reductions. Um, we became one of the first contractors in the UK to set a science-based target, which for us was a really great achievement. Um, a science-based target is essentially a carbon target in line with climate science. It was approved by the Science-Based Targets Initiative, um, which is a joint initiative between the World Resources Institute, the Worldwide Fund for Nature, the UN Global Compact, and also the CDP. Earlier this year, our CEO also signed a letter to the UK government calling for net zero carbon. I would say along this journey, we reached three key milestones in order for us to get to where we are now. Um, I'll cover those milestones in more detail. They are essentially our business case, our carbon accounting, and also our target setting. Okay. So just to start off with, uh, the first milestone was around our business case. This allowed us to get support from the board um, and internally within the business to publicly commit to setting the science-based target. Um, as part of the business case, we identified four key benefits. First one being that science-based targets fits in well with Multiplex's net positive sustainability strategy. In fact, carbon is one of our five key pillars. 
the second benefit was that a few of our existing and potential clients at the time were asking us about science-based targets. So it was great for us to be able to show that there was a client driver behind this. The third key benefit was that setting a science-based target would help us to increase our operational efficiencies and also help us to rethink the way we buy and use energy. Um, it's the simple concept of if we reduce carbon, we can reduce our energy use, which should in turn help us to reduce our costs. The fourth benefit that we identified was business resilience. Now, in a world um, where the governments are changing their policies, we were able to help prepare the business for those changes that are inevitably going to come. So that was the first milestone, which was the business case. Yeah. The second milestone along our journey was our carbon accounting. We aligned our carbon footprint with the Greenhouse Gas Protocol. That's a globally recognized carbon accounting framework. Multiplex had been collecting and reporting carbon data for several years. However, we took this one step further by aligning the activity with this standardized framework. This gave us greater visibility of our indirect emissions, um, which was also essentially scope three. Um, the ability for us to gather this transparent and robust carbon data is significant because it played an important role in our strategies. So we took this one step further um, and created our own tool to create our footprint, which helps to standardize the way that we calculate our footprint um, now and then also for years to come. So second milestone was carbon counting and the third one was in fact setting the science-based target itself. We use the science-based target initiatives tools to determine our target and it was based on our direct and indirect emissions. Um, those who are attuned to carbon accounting schemes, it's essentially scope one, two and three. Um, we scrutinized our own data and targets. We sent it to a consultant to scrutinize it even more. And then we sent it to the science-based targets initiative who did the final sort of scrutiny across our data and targets. and we were happy to have achieved our approval um, from the Science-Based Targets Initiative at the end of 2018, and we publicly announced our targets um, at the start of 2019. Wow, it sounds like a very thorough process. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a work lot of, has gone into it. Exactly. Um, and actually, one of the, the other things that I did want to announce today is that we have recently stepped up our targets even further. So whilst we are very proud of the achievements we have made to date in setting the science-based target itself, um, we have also now aligned with the latest thinking in climate science, which is around 1.5 degrees. Um, we're proud to be one of the first to have increased our ambition. Um, and so our new targets are to reduce our direct emissions, 55% by 2030. And we also aim to have 95% of our suppliers set science-based targets by 2023 as well. Wow, that's a big step. What, what, <laughs> what does that mean for your carbon reduction strategy going forward then? So our long-term strategy is net zero carbon um, and us increasing our ambition to the 1.5 degree trajectory is our first step in our long-term strategy to net zero. Um, I think in light of the recent net zero emissions law, it's probably the case for a lot of businesses that their long-term thinking is net zero. Um, and we're already accelerating our progress against this. 
Um, in particular, the target to reduce direct emissions 55% by 2030, and we are doing this through renewable electricity tariffs. Um, our commitment to setting a science-based target opened up an internal conversation about the electricity we buy. Construction sites can be energy intensive, with equipment ranging from cranes, plant tools, to lighting and heating. So we saw a business opportunity for us to support the renewable energy market whilst also um, centralizing our energy procurement. So in 2018, we switched 3 million kilowatt hours to renewable electricity. This saved around 600 tons of carbon, which is equivalent to around 70 UK households in terms of the annual carbon footprint. That's a lot. We aim Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we aim to be on 100% renewable electricity to Paris in 2020. So we are really pushing for this and we're pushing for it fast. Yeah, pretty optimistic um, goals. Yeah, absolutely. And if we get this right, it means by the end of 2025, we would have saved 19,300 tons of carbon. And I have that figure in my head, off the top of my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a great, that's a great um, target. Thank you. Um, and Essentially, I think 19,300 tons of carbon is essentially equivalent to the carbon footprint of half of the households in the city of London. So I think if we get this right by 2025, we really would have pushed our achievements further. Um, and in this way, we've also not only reduced our carbon footprint, but also streamlined the way that we buy energy. Yeah. Okay, great. And um, you, you mentioned earlier the supply chain. Uh, could you go into a bit more detail about that and how it fits into your carbon reduction strategy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we recognise that the supply chain has a critical role to play in our footprint, um, which is also why they have a critical role to play in our carbon targets as well. We aim to have 95% of our supply chain set science-based targets by 2023. It's one of our key challenges, but if we approach it in the right way, we can turn it into an opportunity. Now, setting a target might not seem like a significant accomplishment. However, setting a target in line with global demands to limit temperature rise certainly is an accomplishment in itself. Um, tackling carbon emissions across the supply chain will inevitably be a challenge because these types of emissions are often out of sight, out of mind. Um, for example, the manufacturer of a product might not be aware of the emissions created during the manufacturing. Oh, they may be aware of the emissions created during the manufacturing process, but they might not be attuned to the emissions created upstream or downstream, for example, whilst extracting the raw materials that they use. So as an industry, I mean, this is quite common in the construction industry. This is a barrier that we really need to break. Um, businesses often have sustainability targets and strategies, and often their supply chain partners influence those strategies. But on many occasions, that crucial relationship across the supply chain is not explored to its full potential. So um, with our science-based target in mind for 95% to have uh, targets of themselves by 2023, we did a call to action earlier this year. We called over 100 of our business leaders across our supply chain to action. We received an uptake from a group of our key suppliers who have a big impact on our footprint. And we undertook one-to-one -one capacity building workshops with them. 
we want to empower them. So we help them to create company-specific action plans. A little bit like how we reached three key milestones on our own carbon journey, which I mentioned earlier. We want to also support our supply chains to reach those milestones too. So that's to build a business case, measure their footprint, and also set their own science-based targets. Along the Alongside the one-to-one -one support that we are providing, we've also held CPD events, webinars, workshops, all around science-based targets, net zero carbon, measuring footprint, reducing energy use, and so on. So our thinking is that if we can help equip our network with the tools and knowledge to reduce their carbon footprint, not only can they apply those principles on our sites, but also across all of their operations, and also downstream amongst their own supply chain. This can truly amplify our radius of influence, um, and it create, can create a ripple effect of behavior change and carbon reduction across the construction market. Uh, this will also help to tackle that out-of-sight, out-of-mind nature of carbon across the supply chain network. So it's really, it's an exciting opportunity and one that we're all looking forward to. Yeah, I guess they, people just need to see that, uh, you know, someone else has done it successfully and see the benefits and the evidence of what that's brought. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And just to know that it's feasible and they're not on their own. There's um, sort of a whole network of businesses and companies out there who just want to be able to tap onto a fellow um, peer in the industry to sort of help them along their way. Yeah, okay, well, well done. Uh, what, what's next for Multiplex? Um, well, so as I mentioned earlier, uh, our science-based target is our stepping stone towards our um, net zero carbon ambition. Uh, we want to continue engaging with our supply chain and transitioning to 100% renewable electricity. Um, but we also want to continue improving on energy efficiency. So it's all well and good switching to renewables, but we also want to make sure we're using energy sensibly in the first place. Um, we have a range of mechanisms that we can use. These are sort of quite specific to the construction industry. Um, for example, reducing our use of generators, uh, setting contract requirements with our supply chain, undertaking workforce engagement campaigns, which can happen across all types of industries, and also increasing on-site energy metering to help us um, identify reduction measures better. Um, we also want to take that strategy one more step further and we want to work closely with our clients and our design teams. That's so we can support them on their own carbon journey too. So if we can help to inform and inspire them with the benefits of setting carbon targets and reducing their footprint, we can help to deliver buildings that operate at net zero emissions for their lifetime. So not only will we be tackling our downstream emissions and our direct emissions, but also those that occur upstream too. Yeah, it really shows how important collaboration is between different businesses and you know every everyone in the sector. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. So uh, thanks a lot for talking to me today. Uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing more of what you've got to say at Expo. Um, and I do. I would like to invite all the listeners to come along to Energy Expo. Please do come along to my session on the 5th of November. It will be a really great opportunity for us to share knowledge and continue the conversation about energy and carbon.
Okay, so remember everyone, that will be taking place, uh, the, as said, on the 5th of November uh, at the QE2 Centre in London. It's free to attend for Energy End users, and you can go straight to our ELN site and register uh, after listening to this podcast. So thank you for listening, everyone, and I'll speak to you soon. Remember, you can register for Energy Live Expo. If you're interested in registering for this event, taking place on the 5th of November at the QE2 Centre in London, just visit energylivenews.com slash events slash expo. That's energylivenews.com slash events slash expo and get registered today for free.